Hello, and welcome to the Destiny Church Podcast. We trust that this will be a great encouragement to you and build your faith. Enjoy today's message. So we're talking, going to be talking about vision today. What is vision? Not just for, uh, not just for 2020, but for actual this decade, for the next 10 years. I have several scriptures that are going to be driving this whole thought of vision. Um, and that word, when I say theme, I think the word theme sometimes almost cheapens it. It's not just a theme. It is a mandate. This is, we feel so strongly about what we are getting ready to speak to you about in the next few days. And, uh, but we're going we're gonna to look at a lot of scripture today. And uh, first scripture is Matthew chapter 22. And I'm going to read a few scriptures to you, and then we're just going to talk about vision today. Matthew chapter 22, the religious leaders come to Jesus, and they say, what's the most important commandment? And if you notice in the Bible, a lot of times the religious leaders are trying to trip Jesus up. They're always trying to get him to contradict himself, uh, maybe, with the, maybe with what the word, what we say grace uh, is versus what the law says. But listen to what Matthew chapter 22, verse 37 through 40 says. Jesus says, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, and all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. A second is equally important. That's key. Love your neighbor as yourself. The entire law and all the demands of the prophets are based on these two commandments. And you're going to get sick and tired of me saying this because you're going to hear it so much. But I believe it's this simple. Love God. Love people. Love God. And love people. Now I want you to look at Matthew chapter 28. Verse 18 through 20. Some may know this is the Great Commission. It says, when Jesus came near, he spoke to them and he said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me. So wherever you go, make disciples of all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and teach them to do everything that I have commanded you. Our third key verse for the next decade, I told you you're going to get some scripture today, 2 Corinthians chapter 13, and if I can say this real quick, how many of you have the Bible app on your phone? Raise your hand if you have the Bible app. Did you know that we have an events page on the Bible app? If you will go to your Bible app, and at the bottom there's a tab that says more. You click on more, and then the next tab, click on events. If you have your location services on, it will, it will, it will automatically pop up Destiny Church if you click on that, everything that we're talking about, all the, the notes, scriptures, you can even uh, put your own notes in there. It's all right there for you every single week. It's on the Bible app. It's a great way to follow along um, and, and take notes if, if, you don't, if you don't necessarily do the, pay, the, the, the old school thing. It's really old. It's called writing with a pen. If you like to put it in your phone with it, you know, so it's right there for you. 2 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11 says this. Paul says, be joyful, grow to maturity, encourage each other, live in harmony and peace, 
then the God of love and peace will be with you. Three different sets of verses, all part of a mandate for Destiny Church. You see, the Bible is, is very clear concerning the mission of the church. Not just Destiny Church, the mission of the church. It's, it's not a complex thought. It's actually pretty simple. Go to everyone, everywhere, and make disciples. And Jesus added another dimension to it. He says, love God and love others as much as you love yourself. The greatest commandment and the, uh, and the, the great commission need to be the mission of the message in every single Bible-believing church. But it also should be the message and mission of every single person who calls themselves a believer. And we're going to, Pastor Chad's going to dive into this as we just unfold this over the next month. I encourage you to be here every Sunday. I really encourage because this is going to set up our year. In fact, it's going to set up our next decade. And I'm so excited to hear what Pastor Chad says. He has shared quite a bit of things with us as staff on, on, on what's going to be happening. And uh, I'm, I'm excited for you to be a part of it and for you to hear it. One more set of verses today. And yet, this is kind of where we are going to live um, for the next few weeks. Um, but specifically for this year, Acts chapter 2, verse 42 through 47. I'll give you just a moment to get there because I want you to follow along on this one. Acts 42 through 47. Acts 2, 42 through 47. It says, All the believers devoted themselves. Circle that word in your Bible. Devoted. Devoted, what does that mean? It's, 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 it's key to this, to this scripture, to this set of verses. Devoted means zealous in attachment. It means, it means loyal. It means, we hear this term, I'm going to talk about this in a second. It means I'm all in. You can see this in Acts chapter 4. I'll just read this real quick. Stay in Acts chapter 2. But in Acts chapter 4, it says the whole congregation of believers was united as one, one heart and one mind. They were devoted. I want to read this in Acts chapter 2 for you. Verse 42 through 47. It says, all the believers devoted themselves. To the apostles' teaching, the apostles were the disciples. They, you know, they, 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 they went from disciples to apostles after Jesus ascended to heaven. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. Now, how many of you know we've got the meals thing down pretty good it's the prayer sometimes that we, we struggle with. Now, it's me. I know that. I have no problem eating a meal. But sometimes I struggle devoting myself to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over them all, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. 
And all the believers met together in one place and shared, this is where we just talked about on giving of our time, talent, and treasure. They shared everything that they had. They sold their property and possessions and shared the money with those in need. They worshiped together at the temple each day, so they actually went to church each day. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper, and they shared meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And I love this. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship those who were being saved. When I read this scripture... I notice certain words and certain phrases, and they're key words and phrases for Destiny Church. I read words like unity, fellowship, community, generosity, the study of God's word, the faithfulness to God's house, signs and wonders, or in other words, miracles, worship discipleship. But I think one of the biggest things that I see in this scripture was the very first sentence that I read, they were devoted. They were devoted. Another way you could say this is they were all in. Um, I used to play cards. I used to, I used to play poker. I enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. And there's a moment in a poker game where you'll, you will hear this word, I am all in. I want to explain this to you. When you hear somebody in a poker game, you've maybe seen it on TV if they're playing Texas Hold'em, they push all their chips to the middle of the table. They are betting everything they have on that one hand. So in other words, they're either going to win really big or they're going to lose everything. I'm all in. We're all in once referred to a scenario in which someone wins a hand or loses everything. In this particular sense, I think it means that a person is fully committed, is fully devoted. No matter what, I'm going all in. I think God is calling us to go all in. Not just a part of our life, not just a part of the pot that we have in front of us, not just a few chips but all in. And out of that comes our theme and our mandate for 2020. At Destiny Church, we are going all in. This is our year, listen to me, to stop talking and start doing. As individuals, we are all in. As a church, we are all in. All in is a defining moment in the history of Destiny Church. This is something I know Pastor Chad has been praying for. We have been believing for as a staff for several months. We've been praying for you. We've been praying for your family. We've been praying for our family as a staff. I wonder today, are you all in? Are you? What, what, what would our future be if every single one of us were devoted and said, I'm all in. What would happen? Over the course of the next year, but we're just going to take it even further. Over the course of the next decade, 
this call to be all in is an op- it's an opportunity like no other that I've seen in my 14 years here at Destiny Church. No more talk. It's time to do. It's time to become. And I believe that if each person who calls Destiny Church home, if we will choose to go all in, not only, I'm not talking just about with Destiny Church, I'm talking about going all in with God in your personal life. What would happen? What would happen if we choose to go all in? What would happen if we choose to go all in with the vision of Destiny Church? Here's what I think would happen. I think life groups would explode. I think ministries would excel. I think outreaches would increase. I think the generosity would be unheard of. It would be the trademark of our church. And as a result, listen to me, the lost would be found, the hurting would be comforted, the addicted would be set free, and God's love will shine throughout our city. Amen? I'm going to read it again. I don't know if you got it. I think that our life group system would explode. We would have people, we we would have no choice because we could not build the buildings fast enough to house everybody. We would be meeting from house to house all the time. I think our life groups would explode. I think our ministries would excel. Our outreaches would increase. And generosity would be a trademark of Destiny Church. And as a result, the lost would be found. The hurting would be comforted. The addicted would be set free. And God's love would shine throughout our city. I don't know about you, but I'm, I've, I have bought into this. I have bought, on, bought into this idea that, that I know has been a mandate from God to Pastor Chad and Pastor Tasha. All in in 2020. It stirs something. It inspires me. All in is about Jesus first and foremost. If you're not all in for him, I, I think you're missing the mark. You got to be all in for Jesus. All in is about legacy. What are you going to leave behind? I'm not talking about personal possessions for your children. I'm talking about what are you going to leave behind? What kind of character are you going to leave behind for the next generation? For the next ones? All in is about life groups. I believe every single person. Here at Destiny Church, I believe you need to be in a life group. You need to have a tribe of people. Things happen in a life group that can't happen in a, on a Sunday morning in a, in, a, in a room full of people. There's some great things. Happen. There's, some, there's, some, uh, there's some healings that happen in a group full of 10 people, a group full of 12 people. God can just move through people. It's amazing. If you've never been a part of a life group, we're going to be launching those in February. And we highly, highly recommend you to be a part. And if you feel led to actually lead a life group, we would love to talk with you. You can see one of the staff about that. And we'll be unveiling that here in the next few weeks. All in is about our communities. It's about the surrounding communities around Republic. All in is about the lost. If you remember last... Easter, it's about the one. Who's your one? Who's your one? All in is about Destiny Church. It's about your family. 
It's about your coworkers. It's about your classmates. It's about your friends. But listen to me. All in is about all those things, but all in is also about you. It's about you as an individual. We can't, listen to me, we cannot go all in if you are not all in. We cannot do this without you. It takes you and you and you. It takes every single one of us. If you remember at the beginning of this message, we said that we're going to be talking about vision. And we're going to, Pastor Chad is going to really unveil this whole idea on another reason. I'm, going to, I'm pitching this again to you. January 26th, 10 a.m., Oasis Convention Center. Please, 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 please put this on your calendar. We want you to be there. Pastor Chad's going to unveil some stuff, and he's going to be speaking to you. I believe it's going to be life-changing. I believe it's going to change our church, and I'm so excited for you to hear it. And without spoiling, I'm going to shut up and not say anything else about it. But more important than us going all in for the, des- for the vision of Destiny Church, if we want to be anything like the New Testament Church of Acts, then we have to go all in personally. But more important is for you to go all in on the vision of God that he has for your life individually. Did you know, listen to me, did you know that God has a vision for your life? God has a specific plan, a unique plan for you. I want you to know today, wherever you are in life, listen to me very carefully, God designed you on purpose. He designed you on purpose. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 tells us, For we are God's handiwork, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in in advance for us to do. Don't miss that. You are God's handiwork. Another translation says you are God's masterpiece. When I think of the word masterpiece, you you know what comes to mind? You are one of a kind. You are one of a kind. He designed you uniquely. He has a plan for you. God has made us what we are. He's created us in Christ Jesus to live lives filled with good works that he has prepared for us. That means when God designed you, he did it on purpose. He had a plan. Listen to me. He did not mess up. He has a vision for you specifically. You are the outcome of something God envisioned. Before you were even conceived, the Bible says that he knew you. Think about that. I'm 42 years old, and sometimes when I am in prayer here, if it's in my office, but specifically here on Tuesday mornings with the staff, sometimes I sit, I usually pray right over there, and sometimes I just sit there and I just think, the God of the universe has a plan for me. The God who created everything knows your name. He knew you before you were ever born. How amazing is that thought? 
God doesn't only have vision. He doesn't only have something for pastors and church leaders. He has something specific for you to accomplish as well. And for that to happen, you have to have vision. You have to have vision. Vision is essential. I want to read Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. We've read this several times at Destiny Church. But listen, listen to this verse. It says, Then the Lord answered me. He said, Write the vision. Make it clear on tablets so that anyone can read it quickly. The vision will still happen at the appointed time. It hurries toward its goal. It won't be a lie. Listen to this. This is, this is where a lot of us kind of get discouraged. If it's delayed, wait for it. Sometimes God doesn't do things when I think he should. Have you ever felt like, I mean, you just, God, that's not, that's, not, that's not part of the plan. Sometimes God does it in a different timing. It's his timing a lot of times, most of the time is different than mine. If it's delayed, wait for it. Listen to this. It will certainly happen. It won't be late. Proverbs 29, 18 says, without prophetic vision, People run wild. If the people can't see what God is doing, this is the message translation, if the people can't see what God's doing, they stumble all over themselves. Listen to me, if you're going to go all in with God, if you're going to go all in, first in your personal life, but if you're going to go all in for Destiny Church, vision is a must. And when I talk about vision, I am talking about the ability to see, but I'm not talking about physical sight, although that's a really cool thing to have, but I'm not talking about uh, physical sight, I'm talking about the ability to see God's plan for your life. Vision, without it, the Bible says, we run wild. And I don't know about you, but when I read that, it brings clarity to some of the mess that I see in the world, to some of the mess that I see going on in our, current, in our current world. Let me ask you this. Do you have vision for your life? Do you know what the vision, do you know what the purpose of your life is? Do you have a clear, God-driven vision for your life? I'm not talking about your vision to have a new car. I'm not talking about your vision... Uh, young marrieds to have children. I'm not talking about your vision to have the white two-story house with the picket fence around it. I mean, we all want that, sure. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being all in with the vision of your life. A clear, God-given and God-driven vision. And here's the deal, with the courage to follow through. If we have that, I believe it will dramatically increase our chances. When we come to the end of our lives and we look back, we can look back and say, you know what? I did it. I ran the race. I finished the race. I, I think my biggest fear in life, folks, is this. It's not that I won't accomplish something. My biggest fear in life is that I will look back and say, could I have done more? Did I leave it? I tell Cole this all the time. Did I leave it all on the field? 
Did I give my everything? Could I have done more? Should I have done more? I think that's why Solomon in Proverbs 29, we just read it, that vision is so important. Vision gives significance to otherwise meaningless details of our lives. Having vision versus not having vision for our life, it's like, it's like the difference of, of filling, filling up a bag of sand just because it's your job versus filling up a bag of sand in order to build a levee so that you can save a neighborhood or save a town from flooding. Does that make sense today? There's nothing, there's nothing glamorous about filling up a bag with sand. But doing something like that to save a city or to save a neighborhood, that's worth doing. Saving a city means there's, there, there's, there's a meaning to the chore, there's a meaning to the job of filling up a bag of sand. And the same is with vision. Too many times the routines of life begin to feel like we're just shoveling dirt. And we're just shoveling sand. And we're just getting through life. But take those same routines. Take those same responsibilities and view them through the lens of vision. Everything begins to look different. And so today, these last few moments, I want to give you four benefits to clear God-driven vision. When I was in sales, they talked to us a lot about how to sell with features and benefits. Here's the feature. What's the benefit? Here's the feature of if you're selling a car, you have the feature is the, it has a nav system. Okay, well, what's the benefit of that? Well, obviously, it's going to tell you where you're going. You know, the feature of this piece of furniture. I'm sorry, I'm just trying to make up something here. Uh, the, you know, the feature of this is it supports, you know, it, it's going to give you better back support. What's the benefit of that? Oh, well, you're going to feel better. It's feature versus benefit. I want to give you the feature is vision. Right now, I'm going to give you the benefit of having vision in your life. Number one, vision awakens emotion. Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. I'm going to read it again. Write what you see. Write it out in big block letters. This is the message translation. So that it can be read on the run. The vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait. It doesn't lie. If it seems slow, just wait. It's on its way. It will come at the right time. Somebody needs to write that down, and it needs to be on your bathroom mirror. It needs to be somewhere where you can see it every single day. It's coming. Just wait. Just keep going. Just keep paddling. Just keep fighting. It is coming. It is coming. Vision stimulates emotion. It creates an excitement for what is coming. There is no such thing, listen to me, there's no such thing as emotionless vision. A clear God-driven vision, I don't know about you, but it excites me. It excites me. It, it, it awakens emotion. If you feel like you are sleepwalking through life, if you feel like you are void 
of emotion, if you feel like you don't have any joy, if you feel like you don't have any peace, if you feel like some of you, some of you need to begin to laugh again. The Bible tells us that a merry heart does good like a medicine. When's the last time that you laughed? When's the last time that you laughed that your abs hurt so bad you literally cried that you laughed so hard? When's the last time? Do you have vision for your life? Because vision awakes emotion. Number two benefit of vision. Vision provides motivation. Vision provides motivation. Vision is one of the most powerful ways that we can breathe life into something that's dead. It motivates. When I have vision for, what, for what's possible in my future, and I can tell you over the last six months, I, God has given me more vision personally than I have ever had in my entire life. I'm not saying it's 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 I'm not saying it's a it's a glimpse into the future. I'm not I'm not saying that. I'm just saying God has given me more vision personally than I've ever had in my entire life. It calls me to action. Vision gives us something to work toward. It helps us stay on course. Vision-driven people, listen to me, are motivated people. And I can tell you vision has carried me through a lot of days and nights in this thing that we call ministry. There's been times, as you've heard probably several pastors say, I just don't know if I want to do this anymore because it is hard. It's the vision that keeps us going. It's the vision that keeps us plugging along. When I want to throw in the towel, I'm reminded of years ago when the Lord spoke to me personally and told, that, told us, all of us here at Destiny Church, I'm going to reach them. Just wait. Just wait. Just keep going. I'm going to reach them. I'm going to save them. That's what keeps, that's what motivates me. It provides motivation. Number three, vision cuts through the fog. It cuts through the fog. How many of you, uh, how many of you prefer a beach vacation. You like the beach, you like the ocean, you like, um, you know, just the, yeah, there's a lot of you. How many of you prefer the mountains? You like the mountains? We're about half, half and half. Wait a minute, some of you raise your hand twice. <laughs> You're like, I just want to go everywhere. In fact, we'll, just, we'll, go, we'll go to the mountains and do that, and then if I can sit at the beach for three days, it'll be good. There, there are a few places like that. I'm a mountains guy. Um, uh, Rochelle and the kids, they love the beach. Um, and, and Cole likes the mountains if, if, if he can, if I'll take him elk hunting, he really wants to go elk hunting. Um, but I like the mountains. I love, I love when you're in Western Kansas, um, cause there's not a whole lot to see there really. Um, and then you keep driving and it's the anticipation. I'm going to see the mountains here in just a second. It's coming. Then you get in Eastern Colorado and you're like, man, this still sucks. Where? And there it is, you know, then you, then you see the mountains. I love that, the anticipation of it. I love uh, going through the Rocky Mountain National Park. I mean, I mean here's the deal. I, I just don't understand how somebody 
can drive through Colorado and say, you know what, two particles of dust collided and this is what came. I'm not buying that. I'm just not buying it. You drive through and you look at the creation that God, you look at this and you're like, my goodness, what an amazing God you are. I like the mountains. I want you to imagine driving up a mountain. Uh, maybe you've driven up Pikes Peak. Maybe you've driven, uh, there's, 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 a, there's one not too far from that called Mount Evans that you can drive up. Imagine you're driving up a tall mountain. The sun's shining. You got, you got John Mayer on the radio. Uh, you have elevation worship on there. Excuse me, I'm a pastor. Hold on. Uh, you have worship music going and you're... Yes, we sometimes listen to secular music, just letting you know. You got the radio going, let's say that. You can see the road ahead of you. You can see everything, you're good. But along the way, at some point, a lot of times when you go up a mountain, you, you kind of get to the cloud deck, and then it, things start getting foggy. And maybe there's precipitation, maybe it starts snowing, maybe... Um, um, you hit a big patch of fog. And if you're like me, you slow down. <laughs> if you're like me, I don't like much noise when I've got to concentrate on something, so I turn the radio off. I don't like a lot of noise when I've got to keep, when I'm concentrating, especially going up a mountain, you know, that, you know, I don't drive up those every day, so. Maybe you grip the steering wheel a little tighter. And you're going through fog, and you're just not sure where the road's leading, but you have to go slower and just kind of take it a lot slower. And then you go around another corner, and you kind of get out of that cloud deck, and then the sun's shining again. You can see the road. You turn the music back on. You're good to go. You see, vision is like that. Vision cuts through the clouds. Vision cuts through the fog. It creates clarity. That doesn't mean that you won't drive through the fog at some point. It doesn't mean that you won't walk through something in your life at some point. But vision gives us a sense to where I can still get through this fog. I can still get through this, these clouds because I know what the Lord spoke to me. I know what's on the other side of this. So I'm going to keep going because I have vision in my life. Vision gives us peace in the midst of the fog, in the midst of of the storm. Go all in with vision in your life this year. Go all in. Number four, and I'm closing today. Number four, vision keeps us focused. Vision keeps us focused. It keeps our eye on the prize. It helps us keep the end in mind. I want to read Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Through 16, message translation, Paul says, I've got my eye on the goal where God is beckoning, beckoning us onward to Jesus. If I'm off and running, listen to this, I'm not turning back. So let's keep focused on that goal. Those of us who want everything that God has for us. If any of you have something else in mind, something less, listen to this, something less than total commitment, God will clear your blurred vision. You will see it. Now that we're on the right track, 
Let's stay on it. A clear, God-driven vision gives you a reason to get up in the morning. If this is your church, if this is what you call your church home, your, your, your school, you're part of Republic or a surrounding community, I want you to know if you are part of Destiny Church, wherever you're from, I want you to know that you are important. God has a plan for you. God has a purpose for your life. He has a vision for your life. He has something that he wants you to do. You are special to God. The same God who has called you is the same God that's equipped you. Somebody needs to hear that and write that down today. The same God who has called you is the same God who has equipped you. Our hope this year, beginning right now, is that you would find time to get alone with God in prayer and in his word and ask God to bring clarity to your life. Ask God to help you focus so that so you can cut through the fog. The fog will come. Bible tells us you're going to walk through trials in life. It's going to happen. But when you have vision, you know what's on the other side of that trial. Hear me today, 2020, this is the year that we actually start doing and stop talking about it. We're actually going to do. It's time to stop talking. It's time to start doing. It's time to go all in. Amen? Amen. Let's pray today. Thank you so much for joining us. Special thanks to those of you who give to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. You can check out the link in the description to give or visit destinychurch.me slash give. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We love you and have a blessed week.